and live from Stamp Student Union. This is WMUC Sports' 24-hour fundraising marathon. I'm Thomas Kanzora, co-managing editor of Distuto Times. I'm joined today by Lamar Johnson, Aaliyah Wilson. We're going to talk some Maryland sports. We're going to talk some general sports. It's going to be a good time. Lamar, what do you want to start with? Uh, so let's start with some first thoughts. Uh, has anyone been paying any attention at all to the Shaq, Javel, KD thing, and like bit. now Shaq and Mark Cuban? What? No. I, I missed the Mark Cuban part. Yeah, I haven't seen the Mark Cuban stuff. Okay, so Shaq also got mad. Uh, so first the whole Shaq, Javel, KD thing was uh, Javel's mad that he's always on Shaq in the full um, and how Shaq portrays him. And Shaq agreed to uh, step off eventually, but... Uh, now Shaq and KD are still at it, and uh, KD uh, said some shots at uh, Shaq, and Shaq uh, responded to the day saying, you're not in that G14 club, you know that club he always talks about, like, the you have rings club, you're able to speak. <laughs> um, so uh, Shaq was like, yeah, you're not in that club yet, and then Mark Cuban earlier wrote to Adam Silver to get Bleacher Report to take down the tweet of Dirk airballing a shot. Mm-hmm. And Bleacher Report titled the tweet, Dirk Forever. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and Mark Cuban got upset. And Shaq was like, yeah, you guys are too sensitive. You guys, like, people need to uh, stop being so sensitive about everything. So, thoughts on the whole thing. How do you guys feel about this? All the stuff that's happened in the NBA this season, and this is, this is what we're talking about, really? Absolutely. Really? Oh, man. Oh, man. I kind of like it. Can we talk about how a dude's averaging a triple-double? Not yet. Or a dude has put up two 50-point triple-doubles? Like, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there eventually. We'll okay. get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, no thoughts on Shaq, JaVale, KD? I, I prefer Mark not Cuban. to have any. I think it's kind of funny. Um, I agree with JaVale that um, Shaq has a lot of time on his hands, obviously. <laughs> um, that video he made to start off the whole thing, I think was hilarious. This is Mark Cuban. I'm really gonna have to read up on this stuff. Yeah, it's one, one of these days. Mark Cuban's gonna release like a greatest hits album of just the, the sound bites that he's had, kind of criticizing the league. Right after the presidency. <laughs> he wore 46 at the NBA celebrity game because I saw that. yeah, in what he said was totally just it's two times 23. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. two times 23. Yeah. He's twice Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's not like he's related, you know, in any basketball sense to Michael Jordan. Because he owns the Mavs. Jordan has no connections with the Mavs. Anyway. All right, guys. Anyone else see anything interesting today? No. Other than the reason uh, our fourth member, Michael Flynn, isn't here. Oh, um, yes. Let's... <laughs> let's well, yeah, let's talk about that. So, let's talk about it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Michael Flynn, who's supposed to be kind of the fourth member of this this little crew here, um, he's a he's a men's basketball team manager, and just before the show started, he he texted us saying that Maryland basketball left the balls. They they forgot to bring the balls for shoot around, and mm-hmm. so he had to go drive them down, and that's what's keeping him out of here. But like, what is the equivalent <laughs> of in other sports, like leaving the basketballs behind. Um, field hockey, you leave your sticks. 
Yeah, like showing up to a golf course without without the clubs. Without uh, the clubs. I'd say oh. football without your helmets, but that's still football. That's still football. Um. Yeah, football without the. I mean, football without the balls, but that's too easy. Yeah, I mean, you need you need the balls to do anything in really any sport, especially football for shoot around. Especially for shoot around. I would need to know whose job was that. You had Apparently one job. Mike's you had one Mike's job. Now. Oh, so whenever he shows up, we'll we'll talk to him about it. Um, Maryland plays Northwestern today. They uh, Northwestern ran away from Rutgers with a 31 to nothing run, which is the wildest number I've seen this year. Um, wait, wait, wait! 31 to nothing? Yeah, 31 nothing run. Rutgers mm-hmm. had like a, how long was this? How long was this run? Like 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah, Rutgers led for like a minute or two, and then yeah, for 10 minutes. They turned it into 35-9. So I could, Rutgers, Rutgers had like a 9-4 lead, and then it was 35-9 before they scored again. That's ridiculous. That's what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know so how that was possible. I'm still kind of grasping like, yeah. what that means. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to think about what that would look like. Like, were there any timeouts? I mean, there were a few because like that, that's like three media timeouts that are yeah. during that. So they. Yeah. They so, <laughs> so you go to the timeout, you regroup, and then you come out, and you still. You still know another 10 nothing run. No one another said, all right, I'm going to get sent to the free throw line or anything. Like, Rutgers, <laughs> man. It, it's possible knowing Rutgers. Like, yeah. I, I I only saw the back half of this run. I was uh, doing some other stuff. But, like, it's possible Rutgers went to the free throw line and missed both. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they shoot 50% as a team. Like, it's definitely possible they just didn't make a free throw during that stretch either. That's 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 wild. Um, but while... <laughs> We would be amiss if we didn't uh, recognize uh, that we're broadcasting from WMUC Sports today as part of their uh, marathon. They're currently raising money to uh, be able to travel next season, so all their non-revenue sports would still be able to follow. Uh, all their non-revenue beat riders would still be able to travel to all the games and um, and cover them more accurately. So. Go to www.launch.umd.edu, and they're like the first tab up there, and you'll be able to donate there. But back to Maryland Northwestern. Yeah, that's that's the game tonight. If if Northwestern drops a 31 no run on Maryland, I, I honestly don't see Maryland winning this. I also don't see a 31 no run happening. I hope um, not. Maryland, they well they they allowed a 19 to one run uh, against Minnesota, and then they came back to win that game was was interesting um so i mean they've had like droughts and runs against them but nothing nothing like that so what do you guys what are your thoughts on maryland's regular season um i've I've written about this it's one of those you know you don't really expect a ton from the team because they, they lost four starters and they lost um you know bunch of guys to the NBA. They lost uh, Diamond Stone after one year, Robert Carter, uh, Layman and Suleiman. And, you know, all they all they have back is Trimble and, you know, have some freshmen coming in. And, and to go 24-7, and seven, even against not not the best schedule, is is impressive and um, really, you know, is worthy of, you know, celebrating. That's true, that's true. And the freshmen, they stepped in. No recognition on the All Big Ten team. That's fine. It was a, a lot of good freshmen this year. 
A little shocking. Uh, I definitely thought at least one of them deserved some recognition. Um, I'm surprised Iowa got two on the list. Um, I thought Nick Ward should have been in uh, for sure. There was I, I, I was surprised that he was left off of that list. Oh, yeah. I mean, really the only my, – my impression of it having, you know, kind of covered the Big Ten season was – um, it, there's Miles Bridges, who's really, you know, he's probably going to be first-rounder. Um, and then there's kind of just this, this pack of guys. And to pick just a few guys from that list is, is you know, kind of dumb and arbitrary to do, but they had to. Um, it, it's probably one of those deals where because there were three of them and none of them separated themselves from the other, then, then you know, it, it's tough to, I guess, pick one to a team. Probably, probably Cowan, I think, had the best – chance at it um you know but it is what it is that's exactly what herder said too um that's actually been like the the motto out of the maryland basketball camp about this and i i agree um it is what it is uh Mello got another first uh team all big 10 uh selection he had a good season going into the tournament what do you think we're going to need to do to really want uh, take down Northwestern tonight, uh, not to class anybody, but then going into the NCAA tournament, what do you uh, you think we need to uh, focus on? Um, well, really, I think you know th they can they can take down Northwestern tonight, um, just as long as you know Mello and. Does Mello need 32 again to take down Northwestern? Uh, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. It is worth noting that uh, Northwestern, one of their better scorers, Scotty Lindsay, is back on the floor this time, um, and he, he missed the first matchup. They, they beat Wisconsin without him back when that was something that was really, really hard to do. Um, he'll present some problems, but, you know, Maryland, I imagine, will be favored in this game. Uh, if they win that, then they're looking at the winner of Indiana-Wisconsin. And they beat Indiana, lost to Wisconsin this regular season. Um, Indiana, the last couple of days, looked really, really good. Um, they kind of just ran away from Iowa second half. Um, and obviously, Wisconsin... Uh, has the talent to, you know, win this tournament and make make some dent in the NCAA's. For Maryland in the NCAA's, I think it probably just takes a good draw. Mm -hmm. um, you know, without without Checo, even um, you know Mark Turgeon has kind of admitted this team's upside is limited with that. Uh, but you know, it, they can if if again Mello and you know one one or two of the freshmen steps up on any kind of consistent basis they can they can surprise some folks um sorry i got distracted someone is singing very beautifully here yeah it is it is open open house day here at stamp and the entire east coast is here <laughs> and someone is singing uh in the room next to us and they're below us actually yeah i think yep, they're, they're right uh, the room below us okay because mm -hmm. they have well they have a piano in the, yep, the in cafeteria the, next yeah. to us but I guess they moved. They moved the concert today. I think they do that like every Friday, actually. Uh, well, well, we're the real concert today, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. You see all of our fans here. Yeah. Shows how much I come to stamp. Um, I'm a great student. Oh my god. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Uh, what have you? What shocked you the most about the Big Ten tournament so far? Um, really, Michigan. I think after they. Their plane crashed on the runway um, on Thursday, no, on Wednesday, and so they didn't get they didn't arrive in D.C. until like just before tip-off. They wore practice jerseys in the game, 
and then they waxed Illinois. <laughs> like, if if that doesn't solidify them going to the tournament, I don't know what does. Because that, that's impressive to to rebound from that, you know, just just something completely out of the ordinary and to take that and then to play some, some really good basketball, you know, I, I got to give them props for that. Yeah, I, uh, I was watching that one from um, from the offices in D.C. and, like, the, it was on the screen. I was like, I saw the article go up on SB Nation. I was like, oh, they're playing uh, in their practice unis. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I'm actually watching them. I was like, oh, wow. That's not cool. This isn't the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, practice unis, you, you notice and, like, they're definitely different, and it's it's one of those, like, Major League's baseball and spring training, you know, the jerseys are a little different. They're just a little more kind of colorfully emphasized or whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, it is it is definitely jarring. I, I saw the highlights of it, and it's a little weird. I'm going to be honest, they were kind of fresh. Yeah, I mean... Like, it kind of yeah. had, like, a throwback feel to it. It was like, oh, this is cool. It was like when this is what jerseys were. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of teams practice jerseys are like their old jerseys. Yeah. A lot of them. Uh, makes sense. Got to keep the, got to keep the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sorry, hold on. We're trying to figure out what we want for lunch. Uh, yeah, now that, now, now that the, now that cats have the, the bag, the original one, the original, original lunch, like rush here yeah. has died down, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys trying to eat? Um. Well, it's a it's a Friday during Lent, so I don't know what the hell I can do here. Oh, true, true. Yeah. Uh. Say salad works, but that's always so to see. Um. You guys down for a nice little salad? Sure. Sure. Go team. <laughs> Go team. <laughs> team salad. Uh. Hmm. Anyone have like a specific salad they want? Nope. I like Caesar salad. Okay. Uh, so, what can't you have? Just, just, just meat. Are like, you vegan? No, no, it's, it's a, it's a Friday Jewish. during Lent. It's, oh. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'm just gonna tell them to surprise us. <laughs> Wait, no, no, I want a Caesar salad. Don't surprise me. Okay. Surprise me though. I'm not. Into surprises. No meat for Thomas, but surprise him. Every time I go to like some concession stand and I ask for like a Gatorade, they'll say what flavor. More often than not, I just say surprise me. Just, just because people like you know they laugh at that, and you know. More often than not, I end up getting red. Is is my notice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no one ever has, like, any, like, creativity when you tell them to surprise you. Not at all. They'll probably get you, like, the first thing on the menu. Or, like, whatever is the easiest to grab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or um, Lemonade's all around. Sure. Sounds good. So, what if Indiana upsets Wisconsin? I would not be mad at that. Oh, that would be nice. I wouldn't. I mean, that would be interesting because Indiana is kind of just outside the bubble, I guess. Mm-hmm. And beating Wisconsin would probably be enough to... To put to, them in, yeah. Yeah, probably put them into the, the real tournament. I mean, th- they've got wins against Kansas and UNC this year. 
and then kind of the season down, fell apart. To take down Iowa and then Wisconsin on the way out, they mm -hmm. and uh, and then to have a shot at Maryland. They yeah, I mean they they played Maryland well in College Park, you know, in a pretty good environment. Um, I'm, I'm st I still get the occasional flashback to that OG Ananobi dunk right at the end of the game. Yes, I got. Like, I just remembered. I got there uh, yeah. right at like halftime for that game. Oh, oh man. man, that was a good game. Oh um, yeah, we were at near like the top of the stadium because we were just like mm -hmm. loafing at home watching the first half. On <laughs> and then you were at eye level with Ananobi all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I essentially. Mean, yeah, yeah, from press row, like I've never seen anyone get that high. Like. Like, even like from the top level, the it looked ridiculous. The ball was at the top of the backboard, like, from my angle. I've, I've never seen anything like that. Oh, my goodness. It's Help. literally like he just took off, and it was just like, it's like, wow. Um, yeah. that's You're not going to win, but thank you for that. Um, Yay. I, I definitely wouldn't have seen that without if he hadn't had just taken off like that. It was a shame. Uh, DeMonte Dodd had a really good game. They didn't send him into the press room afterward. <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing it's just because they didn't want. Hey, DeMonte, how was it like getting dunked on? Questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, no, that poor guy. That poor guy. I just wanted to make sure he was alive. You know, I, I was a little worried for him. Oh my God, that was definitely a low light for Demonte this season. But he did give us four good years. Oh, he did. Um, how it's going to be weird not seeing him. Like, even just seeing him around campus, he just seems like a funny dude, cool dude to be around. Yeah, I mean, um, from from seeing him, you know, around, you know, every now and then. You know, he's one of those guys, you know, seven-footers. All their clothes are custom, and DeMonte's, you know, outfits are hilarious. Mm -hmm. He's just, like, he's really just, like, a huge kid, but, like, he's also really good at basketball. Yep. And, you know, when when you see people like this, you know, at times, like, you, you, you do remember that. that they're, just, they're just people that are good at a sport. They're not, like, athletes that with some kind of sense. Like, they're... Their people first. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's one of my favorite things about Stamp. I don't know if it's because this is the only place they like to eat, uh, but you always do get to see our student athletes, and that's kind of cool to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. You can find them at Chick fil A every day. <laughs> I yeah, just posted up somewhere at one of these tables. <laughs> every now and then, talking to ADOC. Every now and then, not really so much anymore. I think it's funny that you can find like the whole team sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, uh, when I met with uh, Thomas and Ryan for uh, to talk about oh, yeah. times, the whole women's lacrosse team was like behind us, and like I didn't notice it at first. And, like I saw the whole team, and it was like, oh, I don't really, like I wasn't yeah. really paying attention, like who who they like, what team they were, mm -hmm. and then someone got out of line, and it was like. Oh yeah, the whole team is going to leave you or something like that. It's like, all right, now I gotta yeah. see who they are. Yeah, it turns out uh, that's like a tradition for them. Is on on game on home game days, uh, you see them at Bagel Place, which you know they're they're playing number four Syracuse tomorrow. We'll have uh, Daniel Chavkin on uh, in a few minutes to talk about that. But um, yeah, no, they went out that day and they beat number one UNC, yeah, the reigning national champions, and, and it was definitely the Bagels, I think. Yeah. They might a have a big something. difference. Um, yeah, yeah. Got to get that nutrition. Uh, once again, we're here on WMUC for their 24-hour marathon. Uh, feel free to donate on www.launch.umd.edu. 
We now are bringing on Greg Goldstein with baseball. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so we'll start to say that Maryland baseball oh, um, just ahead of their three-game set this weekend. Uh, Terps are six and five, riding a five-game winning streak. Uh, they started the season one and five after um, getting swept at, at LSU. LSU is a really really good team. Uh, they then swept weekend action. Uh, they won two midweek games after falling behind big in the second inning. Um, Greg Goldstein's been covering the Terps all year. Uh, what, what's been your impression so far of the season? Well, it was a uh, it was a rough start, going one and five to start the season. But the team has really been, you know, pushing forward. They've won one five in a row. They have a weekend series right now against Bryant, and you know the bullpen's coming along really well. After kind of a rough start, they've gotten some nice innings from Ryan Selmer, Ryan Hill. So. The offense has been absolutely outstanding. Obviously, the likes of Nick Dunn and Marty Costas have been really good. And, you know, the team's looking up. They're ranked in the top 25 to start the season. I think they're starting to find themselves a little bit. You know, they've got some some veteran leadership on there, got some young guys doing some good stuff. So, you know, I think the team's coming around, absolutely. Um, after they fell behind 6 nothing at the top of the second on Tuesday, they fell behind 4 nothing in the top of the second Wednesday, um, you know, both against kind of mid-major teams. And, and they responded quickly. Like both, you know, the second inning, both times, they cut it to a two-run game, uh, ended up taking the lead. I mean, what, how, what kind of confidence do you think that should give them going forward? Well, it just shows that they're a resilient team. You know, like they got down 6 nothing, you know, as you said, and they also got down 4 nothing on Wednesday's game. And they were able to come back, keep pushing. And the guys after the game, they seemed really relaxed. They... You know, they, they stressed to me that after the game that, you know, they really don't don't feel uncomfortable playing from behind. Obviously, they'd like to have the lead, but I think playing from behind, it gives you some experience in dealing with adversity. And, and obviously, they've shown that they can really step up to the plate and, and really provide, you know, runs and stability when, when tough things are coming about. So, and I think a lot of that has to do with the offense and the bullpen, like I said before. So I think the starting pitching is going to come around. We got Brian Schaefer going tonight. Should be, should be a really good game. So, it's it's uh it's looking up for the team. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so they, they they kick off actually at two o'clock uh, today um, for a three-game set against Bryant. Uh, we'll have Alex Murphy there. We'll have coverage from him. Um, yeah, the the bullpen you know pitched great both both times after you know the starters were pulled in those second innings um, you know with the bullpen being used that much how important do you think that makes it for the starters to go deep this weekend yeah that's that's a big part of it obviously when you have midweek games you have different starting pitchers than you would on the weekends so Brian Schaefer Taylor Bloom and uh, freshman Tyler Blom really pitched well last weekend and uh, they're gonna have to do that again because of the amount of work I think the bullpen pitched over seven innings on on both games on Tuesday and Wednesday so obviously there's a day off John Chef said that but he also said they need their guys to go deep into games and Brian Schaefer has done that he did that against LSU I think he let up three runs in, in seven innings or something close to there um, obviously Brian's not LSU so I expect all three guys to continue to keep pushing forward a little bit 
Um, Brian Schaefer's got some experience. Bloom has some experience. Both were good last year, and Tyler Blom was a high draft pick for the Orioles this year. So it should be really important, you know, for them to get deep, as you said. And I think they're more than up to the challenge. Um, the the offense hit, hit four homers yesterday, including the, the go-ahead shot by Madison Nickens in the eighth. Um, who, who's one guy that has really impressed you early in the season on that end? I think, you know, Nickens, is, he's, he's a senior, he's, he's a veteran, but I really like what Zach Jankarski's doing at the top of the lineup. Even though his batting average isn't as high as it um, you one might expect to find a breakout guy, he's been hitting the ball really hard and really well. He crushed two to center field right at the center fielder yesterday. He had a couple of doubles on Tuesday. He's already had a home run. He had one all of last season, so he's already matched that. And he's someone that's really caught my eye. Um, obviously, Brandon Gum, who's a uh, senior transfer from George Mason, is slotted right into first base. He's kind of shaken up the lineup a little bit. He's done very well. And Will Watson, who's another newcomer, just add to the core of uh, Kevin Smith, obviously, Nick Dunn and Marty Costas, two sophomores, and a junior. So I think those older new guys have really added stability to the lineup, and I'll be looking to see what they do moving forward really closely. Um, in conference play is not not quite here yet, but it, it'll be here eventually. Um, what what do you think that you know Maryland needs to do between now and then uh, to sort of get ready for that? Just just keep racking racking up as many wins as possible. Um, obviously, the Big Ten isn't as uh, tough of a conference baseball-wise. So the Terps were picked to win in the preseason by pretty much all, all the outlets, and I, I expected them to do really well as well. So if they could just pick up a few wins, stay confident, not not get too down on themselves when they play at LSU or at Louisville. I know they go to Chapel Hill. It's play North Carolina, who's a really good team. Um, if they could just you know, stay, stay afloat, keep, stay above 500, I think when they get to conference play, they'll be more than suited to... Um, kind of take take hold of that favorite position that they had in the preseason. Um, so pitching, relief pitching is going to be key. I'm really watching that to see if they can kind of settle in there. Yeah, it, it's been, you know, home for three games. They, they've been, you know, kind of fun to watch at home. I, I missed college baseball, I'll be honest. Um, it's been it's been fun to take in. Uh, any any final thoughts on, on this team in particular? I would just say I, I've been impressed when, when they got down, you know, um, early in the season. I, I didn't know what to expect, really. Obviously, you have these expectations going in. Um, you hope that they get there eventually. Um, but I, I think I think they're coming along. John Chef seems like a real confident guy. He seems really confident in his team. And you can, you can see why, because the amount of resiliency that they have. So I, I just think that kind of moving forward, if, if we know the offense is going to put up runs, but I think it's going to be on the starting pitching on the weekends to get deep into games. And then if you use the bullpen in the midweek games, I think that's a good formula for success, and hopefully they can continue doing that for the rest of the season. And uh, just, just, the, just the last thing, um, you know, the World Baseball Classic's going on. I've got my USA shirt on today because <laughs> they, they, uh, they start their, their play at this evening. Um, I mean, if, you, if you've been watching that, like what have you seen, you know, overall so far? Uh, from the WBC that's, you know, really worth talking about here. Israel's 3-0. That's, <laughs> that's a shock. Um, you know, a lot of people who've really followed it closely from what I've read said that they actually weren't shocked. So maybe we shouldn't be, but it's still a pretty cool story to see. I like to see uh, 
all the all the new players that can kind of make a name for themselves. I know it's going to be cool to watch the USA team. They've got a pretty good rotation and a good lineup of some good major leaguers. So obviously, like you, I'm going to be rooting for Team USA, but it's going to be cool to see these guys represent the country. And it's kind of baseball's thing where it's a world showcase, and it's such a long season. So I think this is definitely a cool event that I'm going to keep keep my eye on. The the interesting part of it to me is the the pitching because you know it is spring training and they have you know it's almost like literally they have like pitch counts on all the kids or all, you know grown men really <laughs> um but but like what do you think about that like you know I, i've seen pitchers blow out their arms doing it um but a lot of people still feel like it's more important to represent their country um so so what do you think you know of do you, th do you think that takes away from it at all um not not really i think the managers to their credit, are letting them go. Obviously, they don't want them to blow out their arms or anything. I think they have a three-inning pitch limit, um, and that makes sense to me. That definitely makes sense, and it gives more guys to be able to get the chance to represent their teams. You know, that that's why they're doing this for in the end. Um, I've actually seen a couple of guys. I didn't know Manny Machado was playing for the Dominican Republic. Uh, wish he was on Team USA. I'm pretty sure he's from Miami, but uh, I'm I'm sure that they he's one of those he's one of those somewhere. guys that's like both. I remember the first year they did it, A Rod. Uh, had no idea who to play for. Right. And he just didn't play for anybody, I think. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's kind of a, those interesting things where they kind of do it for, for, uh, for a certain cause. And uh, I don't think not having a pitcher go seven innings uh, deflects anything from that. The, and uh, on the other end of it, it's, uh, it's cool to see more players get to have the chance to do that. All right. Greg Goldstein, Testudo Times, Maryland Baseball, uh, regular baseball fan. <laughs> um, thank you for the time. All right. Thanks and for having we'll me on, guys. All right, uh, so just once again, we're going to give a plug to WMEC Sports for having us on today. Um, about to bring on Mike and Aaliyah. Mike finally got here, uh, so we're swapping them out. Uh, once again, thank you to Greg, and if you want to donate to the marathon, uh, go to www.launch.umd.edu. Uh, so, Mike, how was your, how was your drive? I didn't make it. You didn't make it? No. It's a long story. It's a long story. Bus we driver's got, coming back here. We got time. <laughs> Bus driver's coming back here. That's that's basically the extent of it. So I got to meet him at some point. It. I didn't have to do it. They played Mike. They played me. Wait, so how far did you get before you realized? Nowhere. No, I mean, to, I went to Xfinity. But yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That would have been rough. So how exactly do you forget the basketballs? You're asking the wrong guy. I wasn't the one who forgot him. <laughs> Mike would never forget the basketball. Thank you. So it's been a while since all three of us have been on air it together. Has. It has. Um, we're missing Robbie I was right now. Say, who is out, uh, Hola, mi amigo. abroad in Falling Spain right now. Uh, we'll have to have him on a show when he gets back. Mm -hmm. Talk um, some deportes. But guys, how have you guys been? Pretty good. Been good. Pretty good. Oh. <laughs> Hi. What a pleasant surprise. Hmm? Oh, yeah, we're yeah. here. Mama Flynn is here. Mama Flynn. Oh, man. She showed up five minutes after I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk some Maryland basketball for a second. Uh, we have a bigger segment uh, designated later. Uh, but how are you guys feeling? I'm calling uh, it out tonight. Yeah. Or 
the tournament, I don't know. I'm not so confident about that. Um, it depends on... NCAA? Because this is a tournament, too. Okay, okay, yeah. The NCAA. The dance is what I'm nervous about. Okay. Tonight, not so much. Northwestern, I think we got that one. If we play how I know we can play. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously we handled them a couple weeks ago, but they didn't have Scotty Lindsay, so mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see. We just need a better night from everyone else. Can't rely on Melo again. All right, so, Flynn, I noticed that you took the the interactive slot at 40. So Are we just jumping straight from Maryland basketball to that? Yeah. Hey, man. Pretty much. <laughs> this is the Mars thing. All right, that was a, that was a quick <laughs> recap of Maryland basketball. Uh, we did some earlier on. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figured that. All that, all that. All that, all that. All right, so I don't really have an interactive thing, but just a, a fun topic to talk about. Let's talk about the Pizza Hut pie tops. What do you mean? Have you seen those? No. They came out with a pair of shoes where if you there's a button on the tongue where if you click it, it orders pizza to wherever you are. I need those. No. Like ASAP. No, that's not a thing. It I need those thing. like yesterday. NBC News seven days ago. TechCrunch four days ago. Wow. It's a thing. Holy. Wow. How, what do the shoes look like? They're not ugly shoes. I was going to say they're not actually that ugly either. Not terrible, either. no. I, I can't fade the Pizza Hut strap, but if I could like cut it or something. I think you can take that off. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, those are actually just Nikes. Those are. Like those are Nikes and those, Pizza those Hut are, paid are, probably millions of dollars to throw their name on it. These legit look like high top Air Force Ones almost. Um, that's insane. And then the the so they took the pretty much the Air Force One silhouette and the Reebok pump idea and made ordering food even easier. Yeah. Wow. All right. I need that. I think there's only like 64 pairs or something. Oh, wow. So only real pizza fans are going to get that. Oh, ones. no. So it's not. Yeah, no. It is Reebok because that's, that's the pump. Oh. And that's Grand Hill. No, but Grand Hill is Fila. Yeah. Isn't that part of Reebok, though? So the investigation as to what company these shoes are from is still up in the air. But just the fact that they order pizza to your location... That yeah. means, but that means some, they're tracking your location all the time. I don't need to have Pizza Hut know no, where I am all the time. I, yeah, no, I think you hit the button and then you have to then, then it like sends it to like your app. So you could just have the app. Did it? Does it say that? It looks like then he I has the app. Well just I might be, app. I might be wrong. Yeah, right. in which case that would be, that's kind of lame. Like, well, hold on. Okay, so Pie Tops are not the future sneakers. Uh, we are on right now for WMUC Sports. They're doing a 24-hour marathon to raise money to be able to travel and cover all the sports next. Yep. No, it's not a club sport. Uh, this is radio. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, the Pytops have built-in radio, built-in Bluetooth radio that syncs to a mobile device with the company's devoted app. So That's pretty cool. That's. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. When the user squeezes the right tongue once or twice, it places an order for whatever style of pizza the wearer has saved in the app. Okay, okay. Oh. So you have to hook it up to the app initially, but after that, you just do it and boom. Okay. Pizza at your door, 30 minutes or less. Need that. If I'm gonna be honest. Okay, it pops up a notification which you have to unlock the phone and confirm. So it. All right, stop trying to like. Make this sound not as cool as it is. I, I'm it's trying to, cool but time. every time I do, it's like, like it's a, it's cool. I like it. It is. It's cool. a nice idea. If I'm gonna be honest, I'm I'm gonna wait for Papa John's to release their shoe. 
Mm. I'm not a Pizza Hut guy. I'm not a Pizza Hut guy, but I'm also. Which one has the garlic on the crust? That's what I like. That's I think Domino's. Domino's. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Um, ordered some slices last night. Um, Mac and cheese pizza? Nah, it was. I had like Postmates, and they. Wow, we're giving a lot of random companies plugs yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what the, <laughs> what the with the trademark kind of deal is here with this. But, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, but we're, we're taking offers. <laughs> <laughs> Send free, us free advertising on oh, <laughs> Testudo Times Marathon. I would get, I would work for free lemonade. Okay. Which I am. I was going to say that's what you just <laughs> 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 So. Uh, Can we go back to sports now? Or? Yeah, let's talk some sports. What do you guys want to talk about? We got five minutes before we bring on Daniel Tapkin and talk some women's lacrosse. Um. So what do you guys want? What do you guys want to talk about? What do you guys? What's the coolest thing you guys have seen in sports recently? The coolest. Thing. Are the Pizza Hut pie tops. That's why I brought them up. <laughs> that's not sports. That's uh, food. I mean, I mean, that's pop it's culture. A basketball I like shoe. it. It's a basketball no, shoe. Oh, I'm going to see Get Out tonight. Oh wow! Great. That's not sports. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent movie. It's, it's not sports. But let's let's just talk about let's talk about great movies we've seen about recently. The Get Out fun. Challenge. I, I've seen I it. I can't do that. You know, I'll tear some of my knees. I'm not participating. Oh, man. Count Talked to your dad up. last night. Had a good interview. Oh, yeah. What did he say? And He loves the links, so I hope he wasn't too biased. No, it was cool. Uh, I needed, uh, like, a fan perspective, so it was, it was cool. We uh, had a nice little, like, 10-minute uh, conversation. Uh, it'll be part of uh, a bigger WNBA preview for SB Nation, hopefully. Nice. 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 Yeah, I see you out here doing your thing. Shout oh, out. wow. That is Steven. Oh, he can't see me. All right, never mind. Hi, Steven. I don't see Steven. Hey, Steven. He's in that line. I don't know who Steven is. Oh, so. but WNBA, um, they got Della Dawn in D.C. now. So oh, yeah. Maybe uh, y'all can hang with the links now. I don't know. Maybe not. And I, Christy Tolliver, right? Oh, yeah, yeah and, and Christy, Christy Tolliver. Tolliver. She's back yeah. in the DMV. I yeah. love her. I had her, ver- I had her jersey when she was here at Maryland. <laughs> Yeah, me and your dad talked about that. So what do you think? What do you, what do you think about the new Mystics? I'm pretty excited. And then they have Taylor Hill, who's from Minnesota as well. So I love her. She was like my idol growing up because she was like only a couple years older than me. So I'm pretty excited for that. They have like a big three now. So Did you all see the tweet? It was like the Mystics are the next super team or whatever. And someone responded to it with a picture. There's a picture of KD's picture from his article that announced he's going to the Warriors. And it had a Mystics logo on his shirt. It's like my next chapter. It's the Washington Mystics. <laughs> I hate that everyone is so mean to KD. Lamar's out uh, over here packing up right now. KD to DC. KD to DC. Yeah, yeah he's got to happen somehow. It's just not the wizard. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm weak. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, so I saw that. Anything interesting? What's, what type of music you guys been listening to recently? Have you? Has anyone else heard Sanfa's album? Nope. Nope. Sorry. Oh, you guys should both hear that. I've Great been album. It's not even like rap. It's just like awesome music. I've been listening to Future Hendrix. Oh. That's why I need Robbie back so <laughs> we can. <laughs> any, you been to any cool concerts lately? I have not, actually. Oh. Concert season's coming up. Oh. I went to see the internet uh, oh, like yeah, last yeah. week. They were amazing in concert. Definitely my favorite band. Internet's a computer thing, Lamar. No, you should I'm listen. on it every day. You should 100% listen to the internet. I am on the internet every day. And then Sid, <laughs> Matt, and then uh, Steve all performed. Uh, their solo stuff. Wow, that's dope. Oh, it was a great concert. Great concert. 
All right, we got to get ready to bring on Daniel and Thomas. Is he here? Uh, yep, Daniel's right over there, and we just got to get their attention. Yep. All right, so Michael Leo, we'll have you guys back on later. Looking forward to it. Uh, once again, uh, we're on for WMEC Sports 24-hour broadcast marathon, raising money to be able to uh, fund travel to uh, for beat writers to for non-revenue sports. Um, and to donate, you can just go to www.launch.umd.edu. Now we have on Daniel Chapkin, who is the Testillo Times beat reporter for Women's Lacrosse. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Thomas? Yep, doing all right, doing all right. Um, oh, man, you had a break. I should have given you your food. Yeah, you should have, but whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to, just going to, I don't know. The one on top is up. yours. Okay. Um, yeah, well, Women's Lacrosse, um, we, we mentioned them one time because we saw them at Bagel Place while we were talking about uh, Testillo Times stuff, and then... Um, that was the day they went out and beat UNC. So it was obviously the bagels that, that made yeah. the difference. Um, they'll, they'll be there again uh, Saturday before taking on Syracuse, a rematch of last year's national semifinal. Uh, what are you looking for in that game? Well, the big thing in that game, I think, right now is um, Syracuse is a very good defensive team. Uh, if you look at their... Uh, last, the start of the season to 7-0, and they've only let up double-digit goals twice. And uh, whereas Maryland, they just scored 20-plus goals against Boston College. So it's a really good matchup of two just dominant units like that. And Maryland is this team that they have, they've played really well, obviously the number one team in the country, but they go on stretches where they can't control the ball. So against a team like Syracuse that is so good as they are and that is uh, that you really have to uh, limit mistakes, uh, that's really what I'm looking for is can Maryland limit the, the runs against Boston College where they went on a four run against them, uh, even against teams like um, I think it was William and Mary to start the season. They've, they've, there have been times of like five, ten minute stretches where they have not been able to uh, dominate as they should. Um, but there are times when they just dominate the entire game. Like, you know, they, they started off, uh, they had eight goals in 12 minutes in the second half on, on Wednesday. So it's just which, can, can you limit the times that you're not on and can you kind of keep it balanced, I guess? Mm-hmm. I remember last year's team, they, they almost never had any stretches where they weren't on because that, that team was, was insane. And this year, obviously, just as talented, even without Taylor Cummings. Who do you think has really stepped up with, with Cummings and with some other seniors gone? Well, uh, even though they had Taylor Cummings last year, Megan Willer was the goals leader. Uh, she led the team in goals, and she's been great again. Uh, I, th- I think she'll end up leading the team in goals uh, this year as well. But I think the player that's uh, been really the, the most important player is Zoe Stukenberg. Uh, she, uh, she had nine points against Boston College. She ma- is what makes that offense go. Uh, she is important on offense. I think she plays midfield. Offensively, defensively, she, she's always there. She's always, you, you could just see her always making a play. Uh, she is the big uh, contributor for this team, and she's the big leader for this team. Uh, and they've really relied on both her and Megan Will um, offensively. And defensively, uh, Nadine Hadnagy is probably one of the best defenders in the country. There's no stat that um, 
that you can kind of tell uh, how good she is, but Maryland, when they're on, is probably the toughest defense to face, and she is the best part of that. She is an incredible leader for the team. She scored. She was the first defender on Maryland to score this year against Boston College, and the team, the sideline went crazy, and that kind of got everyone going. So uh, that you could just tell how important she is to the team just by how uh, much they believe in her. Yeah, it's not really common to see a defender score. I mean, I don't remember how many um, times Maryland had that had that last year. Um, it's not really something you can you can plan for, I guess. No. But so you you do, you do rely a lot on your your offensive stalwarts. Yeah, normally uh, it's really the midfield or the, or the attack, which is why when Hadnagy scored um, in the second half on against Boston College, the sideline went insane because they they know how how rare it is for a defender to score. She's the only one to score for only defender to score for Maryland this year, um, and normally it is players like Stukenberg, Megan Willow, uh, Caroline Wannan had eight points in the second half alone against Boston College. So it's it's normal, and Maryland doesn't need their their defenders to do anything more than just play solid defense. And there were times against Boston College where they had no idea how to. They were using up the entire shot clock. This is the first year where there actually is a shot clock, and Boston College was using an entire shot clock. It was like an old-school basketball game where you were just like, using up the entire shot clock. Um, so you can tell how important she is to the team, even though there's really not a stat. You know, cause turnovers maybe, ground balls maybe, but there's not really a stat like in football there's tackles, but there's not really that stat in lacrosse that you can kind of tell, like, yeah, this is how good this defender is. But you can just tell. She is that good when when you watch her play. How would you uh, have it? You know, from what you've seen, how would you grade uh, Megan Taylor's performance so far this year? She's she's been great. Um, earlier in the year, when kind of the, the defense wasn't up to par yet, she was the reason they were they were staying in games. Um, as I said, there are times when they they kind of get stuck in their own zone, and she she hangs in there. She's incredibly tough. She's made great saves. She's been the most consistent player probably. Uh, and then when you talk to players after the game, they, they credit her. They say, you know, she's the reason that she allows us to do what we want to do. Uh, she allows the, the offense to, to focus offense. She allows the defense to, to do their job without having to worry about the goalie. And, she's, she, yeah, she's been tremendous so far this year. It's usually pretty good when your goalie is your most consistent player. That's, yeah, inconsistent goalies aren't a good thing. Really. No. But, uh, um Going forward, you know, Syracuse is obviously up next, and you know we're, we're starting to get really in full swing with the season. Um, wh what do you think this team really needs to improve on most uh, as the season comes goes on? Uh, I would say probably draw controls. You know, it doesn't really show in the stats, but as I said, there are times when they lose draws and then they're, they're out of the play for, for like 90 seconds because when you lose the draw control consi consistently, you're going to get tired, you're going to get fatigued. Um, and that's been when they've caught, got into trouble is when they've just struggled to cause turnovers. They've struggled to get the ball back and then go uh, into the offensive end. And that's really where that's where allowed Boston College to come back. That's where that's what's allowed. Um, I remember the first game, they were up like seven or eight, and they allowed like four or five goals to end the half. Uh, and that was because they they struggled with draw control. So. Uh, They've been getting better, and they do have a freshman taking draw controls. So, it's it's a place where that's probably the most um, important place to replace uh, Taylor Cummings. 
is the draw controls. Um, they do have carry Hardshorn hard taking it, I believe. So um, they're still getting used to that, but I do believe that they'll, they'll get there. Um, and if you look at the stats, it's actually been pretty even at the end of the game, but as I said, it's just these long stretches where they just kind of they kind of lose their focus. All right. Uh, thank you for that time. Uh, you'll be on this marathon again. I will be on at midnight. Midnight. What yeah. a time. What yeah. A time. What are you even going to talk about at midnight? Uh, probably the Maryland game. I'll be like one. I'll be like the second person to like recap the Maryland game. Yeah. That so be on I'll be able to recap that. Maybe I'll we'll talk a little bit across there also if I have anything yeah. to talk about. I mean, just just uh, while we have you here. I mean, what are you looking for in that Maryland game? Um, the, uh, so we'll see how the big men play. Mm-hmm. I think it's really what everyone's looking at. Uh, it's just. That's if Maryland's going to make a run in the big tournament in the NCAA tournament, they need their big men to play well. And Northwestern's got some really good big men. So that's a good it's gonna be a good test for them. All right. Thank you for the time. No problem. Um, and we will remind you again, uh, this is part of WMUC Sports Fundraiser. Uh, just uh, send their broadcasters uh, over to Road Games, uh, get them the experience to, you know, see the whole country. Um, it's a really good thing. Um, yeah, we're looking to raise $8,000 this year as part of the marathon. We're, we're most of the way there. Um, so go to launch.umd.edu uh, and add to that total. It would be much appreciated. Yeah, Remember, we're about 71% away there. And there's about, uh, well, there are 28 days left. Uh, so we're trying to get in. it soon, though. We're trying to get it as soon as possible, obviously. Help your Terps. Let's do this. We got 24 hours on a marathon. If we can knock this out today, that'll be kind of lit. Um, but right now, we are waiting for uh, the members of the Super Serious Sports Show as well. Um, Sam Dyson, my roommate, uh, Jake Brodsky, will not be available. Who's actually working upstairs and uh, in the Dells right now. And Guillaume's running late. So, so in the meantime, we bring Aaliyah back on. Hello, Ain't hello. Ain't hold it down. What's good? Uh, so hold on. One uh, thing, one thing we meant to talk about earlier uh, is this Mellow Trimble mixtape that they actually. Has uh, anyone seen it? <laughs> yeah, they uh, they gave it to us at the basketball game. Like mm-hmm. we have a physical CD version. Really? Yeah, with, with two songs on it, which is kind of dumb. Like, <laughs> you, I wouldn't I wouldn't release it until you were actually done releasing the songs. All right, all right. Like, How are you gonna give us uh? Yeah, the mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Un- unless unless you plan to give us the real thing later. But, like, why, why would you do that? All right. So, what's on it? Tell us more. Yeah. I mean, so. There was actually a whole website. Um, yeah. I know there was a website, website and I never it, went. Um, um, with, well, with a claim from, like, ESPN analysts about, like, yeah, Melo Trimble's good at basketball. Is basically <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the gist of that. It's um, like Jay Bell is a bunch of, like, their analysts. Like, yeah. He's. Like, oh, yeah, we love this guy. It's like, yeah, we love this guy. Oh, yeah, I don't know how anyone doesn't love this guy. It's like, who doesn't yeah. love this guy? It's like, I oh, haven't, man, I love this guy. I haven't seen if they've uh, added the Tom Izzo quote from after Saturday's game. Like, he stirred the drink, now he stirred it, mixed it, and drank it. Like, oh, yeah. Like, that was... That was a pretty cool thing. To have Tom quote. Izzo say that about you? Yeah, that's, that's an all-time cool. quote. Tom Izzo is, is, a, is a very, like... He's he's really fun to be around. He's like a he's like a tiny, angry old man who's a genius. Also, he, yeah, he's he, he's quite something. Um, uh, and my roommate Sam Dyson just showed up. Uh, Is that you we're gonna have him on. 
Uh, we're going to give TK a break. No, you guys got salad works. works? Yeah. Healthy eating. Uh, it's literally the only place I've ever gotten a salad from in my life. I've, I haven't been a salad drinker until very, very... Salad eater until very, <laughs> very recently. Oh my God. This is a How you start. doing today, Sam? I'm good, man. I'm looking forward to not having to lead a conversation on my own. <laughs> on my own show. Oh, man. There's so many people here. Yeah, it's an uh, open house. Yep. So they're all little kids, basically. Little kids. Uh, you remember when we were here? High school kids. Uh, no, I don't remember that. I never came for this. You so. never came for this? No. So I, live in, I, I live in Minnesota. I never came. That's true. And there's nothing to do in Minnesota. Stop saying uh, that. Only a fake school that calls himself UMD. Oh, yep. Hey, uh, yep. Oh, no. Is no. it game tonight? <laughs> oh, the one in D.C. Our game. Gotcha. <laughs> Our game, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, those tickets were for Saturday. I was thinking about it, but for Friday night, they were just, like, yeah, too expensive. expensive. So instead, I'm going to seek it out. So years ago, we went down with Michael's older brother to ACC tournament. We're talking to Mike Flynn's mom right now, guys. You know, people in the mountains, they want to go home, they sell tickets. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. yeah, that's very smart. Mike Flynn's mom just gave us a scheme on how to get into she the She gave us insight. Insight, insider, insider trading. <laughs> <laughs> insider trading news. <laughs> All right. So, Sam, I'm going to seek it out. Have you? You, you said that Mike, that's Mike Flynn's mom? Yeah. Like the fired, uh, the fired former national security advisor? That's his mom? <laughs> no. Oh, Mike Flynn is in. It's not. <laughs> I thought that's what we were talking about this whole time. Are we getting him on the show? I have some questions for him. Oh, my God. Did you guys see that he uh, had to admit that he acted as, like, a Turkish agent? Like, like an inter some yeah, something. He's, uh, like, an international agent. He's, like, legally designated as an international agent cool. uh, because he lobbied on behalf of the Turkish government. Why I know. I know I don't know what any it. of it means, but I know I'm angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to seek it out tonight. Go have you seen it already? No. No, I haven't. I found a link to it. It's pretty bad, so I think I'm just going to wait for it the, the legal way. The responsible way. <laughs> the responsible way. I started watching X-Men Apocalypse earlier today, and you said I'm probably going to be disappointed. So um, Yeah, what uh, happened with that? Uh, I got about, uh, I want to say maybe like a half hour in, then I had to shower and head over here. Mm. Uh, so I might pick it back up when I get back home. When he says head over here, he means take a lift two minutes. I, I lift yeah, everywhere. Yeah, he does that here. He does that to class. He does that uh, Who do you think I you are? how much walking you Mr. Moneybags? If you... Can, if you're going to tell me that I either have to walk up a hill for 15 minutes or pay $3, I'm picking $3 What hill time. on campus are you spending 15 minutes <laughs> I'm walking? I'm <laughs> tall. Well, not 15, it's, but like 10 minutes. Are you kidding me? That's a slant. That is not a hill. It's not a, well, I'm lazy is what I'll concede. Oh, wow. I <laughs> like the weather, like what we had this morning. I like walking through that kind of thing. You no. like the hail? The hail was hail. It was still snow when I was still out when I was outside. Oh, I told you it was snow. When I went to class, it was hail, and Closest it hurt. thing we've had to, like, winter. What is winter? We, this is, this is Maryland. Uh, every now and then, we pretend we are south of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, because we are. You're not. No, we actually are. We're, like, doesn't we, count. we're the beginning doesn't of the count. south. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. We only like to, uh. It does not count. We only like to pretend we're in the south when it comes to seasons. Yo, I'm sorry about Guillaume. And Jake, actually, I'm supposed to text Jake when I got here. Jake's upstairs working. Um, Guillaume's on a bus, but it's cool 
We got one third of the Super Serious Sports Show. How's that yeah, been? Yeah, we're on iTunes, so uh, yeah, I think we have like maybe a 20-25 listenership right now. I listened to uh, the most recent one. Uh, For real? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that one was. Uh, we uh, uh, one you guys had to record twice. Oh, with Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have guests on. We 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 don't talk about sports so much anymore, just because like. Me and Jake had a show for about a year where we only talked about sports and it wouldn't go very well because we agree on most things. So we'd be <laughs> like, uh, so, like, what do you think about this? And then Jake would say, what's up? And I'm like, well, me too. Me too. Uh, <laughs> what now? I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Sam, I am a little bit curious. We were talking about this a little while ago. Uh, what are your thoughts on the mellow, whole mellow mixtape thing? The fact that the, he had a whole mixtape uh, uh, with two songs. two songs. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to. Oh, you have this from the top. With, do you oh, have this set up? I have it up because I hadn't seen it either. Um, um, so yeah, Maryland Basketball made a whole mellow oh, website okay. uh, with the two okay. songs that they released on Twitter. Uh, in addition to ratings and reviews, hold up, hit, hit, I love the ratings and reviews section. It's literally just ESPN guys saying, "Oh, oh yeah, mellow's nice." Are they oh, legit? Yeah. Yeah, no, these are no, these are reviews of him, the player. Not these are reviews, reviews of him, the, the player, music. not the music. I want to hear what Jay Billis has to say about the music, because Jay Billis has a pretty big uh, rap knowledge arsenal, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, the music's not good. I could have, I, I could have. I, I love mellow Trumbull. Oh, I love when mellow Trumbull is not mellow. I love Jay Williams. Thanks, Jay Williams. That's like that's his only review. I love this is one sentence. I love when Melo is in attack mode. When Melo is in attack mode, he is one of the best guards in the country. That was. Uh, when was this? When was this? When was this statement made? Can I get a link to this article or? Oh no! Video? They definitely just contacted him for this, and they were just like, "Ah, uh, why do you want me to do this?" And they gave him like a sentence, and he was like, "All right, get out of my face." All right. Um, if I give you a comment on Melo, will you hang up? Yes. That's how we got it. Paul No hopped on the phone. He was like, "Hey guys." It's like, oh, God. Uh, hey, how are you? Oh, we can leave a comment. We can leave a comment? <laughs> it's not loading, though. Somebody must have been bashing Mellow, so they closed out the comments. <laughs> so I guess we have a game tonight. Oh, yeah, Mellow has a new hairdo for it, too. Have you guys seen it? That's, uh, yeah, that's a terrible that. idea, right? We're, we're all on that bandwagon. Yeah, I... It's I'm, a terrible look, so I'm, I'm yeah, on that bandwagon. I didn't wagon. like the... So I went to the tournament availability earlier this week, and I saw it, and I was just like, ah, I'm not a fan. I'm... And I'm de I'm also not a fan of, like, changing your hairstyle for, like, like making big changes before, like... Right no, no, no. Same hairstyle. Don't shave your face. Don't shave any part of your body. Keep it all natural. Same socks. Same socks. Same jerseys. I'm wearing the same clothes for the last five days to prepare for this. All right, you can change. You don't actually play for I the team. I was going to say, you don't <laughs> do anything. I mean, I guess you don't sweat because you don't walk anywhere, so. Hey, stay mellow. <laughs> uh, also, does anyone else feel like the stay mellow thing is more of just like a plea for help? Is anyone else? It's like listening to future music. It's like, all right, I, I know this is him crying for help, but like I really don't care. Um, How is this a cry for help? No, this is just like please stay mellow. Like you, if you put oh. please stay oh, yeah. mellow in front, like yeah, yeah, like they're praising him so he stays his last year. But I think he should stay anyways. So oh yeah, he. I don't think he like. No. I don't know, man. Like uh, yeah, it depends on how far we get in in, in the dance. If we mm -hmm. if we get bounced first or second round again, uh, maybe it's time for a change. Um, Melo could make a good bit of money in like the Italian basketball league. Yeah, yeah like, like he have to go overseas. Serbian though. Or He's something. either going to like. Grind his way to, on to like 
a, a roster and be like someone's backup point guard or make a lot of money overseas. It reminds me of like uh, uh, Shabazz Napier, remember? Like mm -hmm. size and like he can dominate a college basketball game. Yeah. But he's, he's just too tiny. And uh, I, I don't want to hate on Melo. I know we all worship him here. I feel like I might be his least least biggest fa smallest fan. No, oh, we don't like him here either. I, I'm not. I'm a Melo fan, but am I a huge Melo fan? Because like no. he plays for my school. Yeah. Our rise and our fall begins with Melo. That's true. Fair, fair to say, a little disappointed. Yes. Right, After season. his birthday every year, I feel like he goes down. For real. Mm -hmm. I hadn't noticed that at all. It's always in February, and his birthday is like, it's around Valentine's Day, so. All right, guys, so uh, for these last five minutes that we have you on, Sam, uh, oh boy. I <laughs> saw this uh, article earlier today. Love articles. Yep. Uh, Bleacher Report did like a mock draft conference tournament edition. I don't really care what they had to say. Um, All right. Okay. Um, it, it, like not not in the sense that like I don't care what they had to say, but it's not relevant to what we're about to say. Um, I'm so waiting. we are now going to take over an NBA team, our favorite NBA <sighs> team, because we are all in similar positions. We're all in the rebuild. Uh, we no. have a Timberwolves fan, a Nuggets fan. You guys are looking Eric. up though. Yeah, we're looking up. Right. You're, you're still a Knicks fan, and you guys are. <laughs> oh, you're not going fire. anywhere. No, yeah. not, yeah. For, not for a long, long time. Oh, I didn't time. even notice the hat. Yeah, so uh, while you are a perennial dumpster fire that is the Knicks organization, um, you will have, uh, you'll be in the lottery for a while. So if you were to take, uh, we'll, we'll make it realistic. We'll take the fifth, sixth, and seventh, like, or like, wait, let's see, let's just see where we're all elected to pick. Because like, where? Um, so right now, the Nuggets are... Nuggets are barely... The nuggets are probably going to make the playoffs. For the word. Yeah. So it'll pop up a little quicker. Hold up. What are you, doing? What are you talking about rebuilding? You guys are about to You guys are about to take on the Warriors first round. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're, we're building now. Uh, I'm trying to get to Draft Express is what I wanted to do instead of... Because I can just see... Wi-Fi's going to be bad, man. There's 600 million people on uh -huh. campus right now. Yeah. Already there. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, so let's see what the draft order is looking like. Um, so the Knicks are s currently projected as pick Malik eight. Malik Monk? I would not be mad at that. Um, the whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I would like Malik Monk. Timberwolves are projected as pick nine. I don't know who De'Aaron Fox is. What? What? I, 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 I don't keep up with any he's college the basketball. Kid, he's a Kentucky kid drawing John Wall comparisons right now. Yeah, but Malik Monk is the Kentucky kid that dropped like 50 against Carolina earlier. I want him. I want him. All right. Well, you guys currently have the eighth and ninth pick. Um, so technically, you guys could do get out. For, for I was gonna say. Like, yeah. I only get smudged with duking you, out. Yeah, you, you technically have the first him. pick. So I was gonna say you're first, so, so you, you can you, take. You take I mean, who else is there? Is like. Uh, so who's who's been taken already? So off the board are Fultz, Ball, Josh Jackson, Tatum, Dennis Smith. I don't know how we get him, but I want Lonzo. Jonathan Isaac and Lord I hate Lord his little brother. His Mark little brother makes me so mad. Uh, the entire family, they got weird-looking faces. <laughs> it kind of freaks me out, but... <laughs> I've never heard of this kid. All right, yeah. New deal. Let's talk about Lonzo Ball's dad. That guy's crazy, right? What? No, he's a dad. I don't know he's nothing dad. about his dad. Everyone's like, uh, hey, Gibbs here. He Gibbs made it. here. Just in time. 
Hey. Do you want to try a fancier pair of headphones? You can have these ones. All right, so we got the second third of the Super Serious Sports Show. He looks so confused. Yeah, he, he has no idea what's going on right now. Yeah, uh, I got to say, I don't really. What's hey, up, guys? How are you doing? What's up, Guillaume? How are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, so right now, this is uh, testing time. We're talking about uh, the NBA, which yeah. you, uh, I know you're a huge fan of the NBA. Yeah, dude, you, I love You watch basketball. every single game. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I love Will Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, I do too, man. All right, so what's what's new? What's happening? Uh, I'm going to see Get Out tonight. Have you seen it yet? No, I want to go see it. Oh, I, I keep ask, I keep telling that I've like if anyone's actually been listening to this, they you know heard me say I'm going to see Get Out like ten times already, and I, I just keep telling new people to see if anyone's seen it. You got. You oh, should. Man. All right, wait for wait for Get Out. Feel like Get Out's a movie you can watch pretty much any night. Mm -hmm. uh, if you got money for for the big screen, you got to go see the movie me and uh, me and Guillermo saw this weekend. Oh, Logan, yeah. Yeah, you got to go see Logan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I would, but I've been putting off seeing Get Out since, like, it, the opening yeah, night. Yeah, but now you're just going to keep putting off seeing Logan. Yeah, dude, I don't think I told you this story on air. I think I told him the story. But, like, uh, I went to Hyattsville to see the movie alone just okay. to see what, you know, the a solo movie. Oh, my God. You can't do that. I'm on radio. <laughs> There's thousands of people listening. <laughs> Michael Stern just came up behind Sam and uh, gives me a gave him a nice big Every bear hug. He sees me. I think I think that's a good thing. That's love. That's real love. Uh, I can't wait to tell him I'm not going to have his assignments done on time today. <laughs> uh, so I'm in Hyattsville, going to the movies alone, and I uh, immediately notice all the people on the streets. I'm the only white person there. I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. It's Hyattsville. Right. I go into the movie theater, still the only white person around. I'm like, all right. Okay, I walk into the theater for Logan, and that's where all the white people were hiding. <laughs> no black people watching Logan? There was like one, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. We're in here. <laughs> that, hurts that hurts a little bit. I like to think black people can be nerds. Oh, yeah, he, he was there. He was there un unashamed. He was like, oh, yeah, I feel good. I don't see anything wrong with seeing a movie by yourself. Oh, yeah, no, I, I respect it. Yeah. I I remember I saw... It's comfy as hell. I saw World War Z by myself. My mom was in the mall mm -hmm. walking around for like hours, and I was like, all right, I just got to go see a movie. And like, that was the next movie playing. Okay. Um, it's kind of bad that I didn't realize that Z stood for zombies until about five minutes into that movie. Yeah, um, I was going to say, zombies show okay. I, I saw I saw all of the uh, previews and everything. I was like, oh, this movie looks... I, eh, I did, but I didn't, I didn't realize it was zombies. Okay it was an okay movie. Okay. Yeah. Kind of dumb ending. Uh, they set it up for World War Z 2. Did that ever come out? I don't, I don't think that's happening. No, and if it Good. does happen, I... Probably no Brad Pitt. It, 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 it was stupid. Um, you, you avoid the zombies by being perennially sick. Come on. Wait, wait. I, I didn't actually see that movie. So they. Yeah, that was that was that was how you avoid. Like they like only they only go after like healthy people. So Brad Pitt injects himself at the end with like all the diseases, so the zombies don't go after him. And he just like walks, strolls through the lab like a badass, gets the cure to who needs to have it. That's dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it's a little dumb. You it's know a little what? dumb. That feels like I am legend. He basically sacrifices himself to save the world. It's white I am legend. <laughs> save the world? Well, yeah. it, he didn't say He saved, like, a person, didn't he, by I, doing that? I have no... Dude, I haven't watched I this haven't movie. I'm going to be honest, all, like, I, I, every time I watch I Am Legend, I, like, miss it, like, halfway through. I'll, like, fall asleep or just, like, go do something else. And, like, oh, yeah, Will Smith, great act. Is he? Yeah, probably. Are we about to have this debate? I cried during during that. What was the last good Will Smith movie you saw? 
Uh, I think it's called Seven Pounds. It's like the one where he wants uh, to... That was a while ago. Though. And that wasn't good, so let's you keep like searching back. No, isn't that one where he... Suicide by Jellyfish or something? Yeah. That's to preserve dumb. his body. Any movie that, that that happens in is a dumb he movie. Gave his That's how he gives he his heart? He suicide by Jellyfish? Why can't he do, uh, like... Bullet to the to the dome? Because... I Who needs know? his brain? Are they... Like a brain transplant? Is that a thing no, that happened? It was definitely, I thought it was definitely just like his heart. Because like, isn't that like seven pounds? Like, and, that, and that's like the name of the movie? Your heart weighs seven pounds? Is sure. That what it was? Uh, sure. My mom and dad went to go see it like when it dropped. And I was like, oh. They gave me like the synopsis. Uh-huh. And I I think it, that movie ends with like he has to preserve his body so like he can give his heart. Yeah. Okay. Like he wanted to donate like all these different body parts to different Right, right, right. Eyes to some blind person and. Oh, so yeah. he okay, might. Well, he, uh, I don't know. That's Death by Jellyfish sounds extraordinarily painful. Yeah, that like I wouldn't like. It's like oh yeah, I'm gonna save all my organs and just like put myself like excruciating pain. Yeah. Okay. Why not just. I exactly. There's, there's so we've established this. this is a dumb movie. Yeah. So let's keep going backwards in time. It's a Christ allegory. He he took a took upon the sins of the world upon himself, and then so that we could the people could have. I, I don't. No. I think you're fishing. I absolutely. Jellyfish. I'm 100 <laughs> fishing. That was deep sea. Oh man. I never saw Hancock. That was, oh, a, that was a good movie. It Hancock's was, good? It was a good movie, but, like, it's not... It's not, like, right, good so acting, but it was a good yeah. movie. All right, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about, like, when's the last time Will Smith made a movie that you were like, shit. All right, can I say that? Uh, no, we can't. But Shoot! He, he didn't hear it. Shoot, darn it. Wait, who's he? Actually, we're online. We might be able to. I don't know. Uh, so the last I remember, one I remember we did on our show. I didn't watch Pursuit of Happiness, but I think that one was... Pursuit of great. Happiness. Pursuit of okay. Happiness was a great yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, wait, he's a good a actor. I, like, I'm blanking on... Let me... I have a computer in front of my face right now. No, you know what? Anybody who argues that Will Smith isn't a good actor hasn't seen that scene from The Fresh Prince where he's like, why doesn't he want me, man? Like, yeah, facts. That's, that scene's overrated. Concussion's good. Whoa. Concussion's good. He's oh, a I good comedic actor. Concussion's a good movie. Concussion was a good movie? Are you sure? It was solid. It was... It was a... Like, for what it was, for okay. like... It was a good movie. He was uh, oh, Suicide Squad. I always forget he was in Independence Day. I, Robot. Oh, Enemy man. of the State is one of my favorite movies of all time. Enemy of the State is a good movie. Bad Boys. Love Men in Black, not Men in Black 3. It's past his peak. We've, uh, he's, he's, he's so far past his peak. There's his peak was like turn of the century, it looks like. Man, yeah. we were all hoping Jaden would be the new Will, but then Jaden got real weird. No, nah, I love Jaden. He's so cool. <laughs> because he, he literally just like takes roles where he just acts as himself. Have you guys seen the Get Down... Uh, the Get Down? He's, he's in, in the Get Down? The get down? He's in the I get haven't down. seen it. You guys should definitely watch The Get Down. The Get Down's a good huh. show. Uh, the also, Get Down on Netflix, for anybody who doesn't know. Hold on. I think we got to kick you guys off soon. Yeah, I was going to say, it's way over 115. Yeah. By way over, I mean it's been uh, four minutes since 115. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have to kick you guys we need off. To, we need uh, to get pairs of these for our show, man. Yeah, these are sick. Also, they would catch the audio like so much better. That's true. It's true. How do we? Well, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, so hold on, um, cause the, uh, all of, all of the co-hosts are, let's, let's do some commentary. We're going to, so you guys carry this for a second. Oh and God. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of people here right now. Oh my God. Is, We're unsupervised on the radio right now. Oh no. Wait. Uh, while the parents are away, the kids will play. I don't know. While the cats are away, the mice will play. That's what. That's what the. Too many is. parents. Here's my idea for orientations from now on. Okay. We set up a visitor center at the front of the campus. 
have a like a line. Sure. Be like, no parents past this point, and they can go take like a museum tour of the campus, but not actually the campus. Oh, they don't get to see. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Lamar is taking I'm control. I'm confused as all hell. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like I have to keep talking. It's like um. Trying to think of a comparison, Indeed. like if uh, like if NASA called us and be like, "Can you just watch our spaceship for a minute?" <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, like, we take That's off. the moment when it just falls apart. Like some there's some crisis on the ISS, and they're like, "Oh, like tell the director." And we're like, we don't we don't know where that guy is. I don't have his number. Oh oh, here we go. We're gonna have direction again, uh, but we're leaving actually. Guys. Okay, you're you're welcome. Yep, and thanks uh, to the Super Serious Sports Show for coming on, talking with us for a little bit. Uh, right now, we're going to bring on Justin, Thomas, and Aaliyah to talk some women's basketball. Justin Fitzgerald is our women's basketball beat writer for Testudo Times, uh, and Aaliyah is just a women's basketball fan. Uh, so once again, we're here on WMUEC Sports for their 24-hour marathon. I'm going to hop off for a second and eat some food. Yeah, yeah, go do that. Go do that. Go do that. Yeah, and also get your soda out of here. Like, that's my spot now. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to talk some women's basketball. Uh, selection Monday is, of course, this coming Monday. Everybody um, RSVP and go. Yeah, no, that's going to be fun. Like, yeah. uh, I went to that yeah. last year, and they're, they're actually going to have ESPN back this year, which is nice. Really? Yeah. Yeah, last year it was this weird thing where, like, they had cameras at, you know, all these places mm-hmm. and, like, had, you know, stopped to have full interviews with some of these coaches and, no, th- there was no ESPN camera there. So, you know, they'll be back this year and it's nice. Uh, you know, Maryland, I think, will probably end up being a two seed. Um, it, it remains to be seen where on that line. Mm-hmm. I think anything between five and seven is, um, makes, makes some sense. F- Five and seven is definitely what you want, because theoretically, if you get the eight, that means you're in Bridgeport, yeah, and that's where UConn's going to play, yeah. and you're basically going to play a road game. But, you know, Maryland did just come out of the Big Ten tournament, tough road environment in the final, and you know it's neutral. You know, Purdue is much closer to Indianapolis than Maryland is, so they have experience playing in tough environments. They went to Louisville this year, but probably does not compare to going against one of the greatest programs in the history of sports about an hour from where they play. Yeah, I mean, it's tough enough to be, you know, UConn anywhere. You know, they, they obviously Their fans had, travel very, very well. Yeah, well, you know, and they played them in MSG last year, and I would, you know, I was there. It was about 75% UConn. And, I mean, even even in College Park, you could tell there were some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you could definitely, I think. But, but that was actually the best, like, Maryland, easily the best Maryland women's basketball atmosphere I've ever been around. Right up there with, you know, in my time here, the best yeah. basketball environment we've had, period. That, that was fun. Um, so, you know, hopefully we get, you know, to some level of that during two tournament home games. Yeah, I think, depending on who we get, I think if Maryland, I know Charlie Cream recently projected them to play Tennessee or be in the same pod as Tennessee, and I think they would bring, they bring a good crowd, you know, a lot of history there. And it also be a tough matchup for Maryland, though. Tennessee this year has been a team that, can lose to anyone and beat anyone. A lot of talent there, but just it'd be tough. But you probably see a good crowd, a lot of passion for basketball down in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And, and Tennessee, I mean, it's worth noting they made the Elite Eight as 
a, a seven seed last year. And, you know, it, they're an interesting team. Uh, they got Diamond to Shields, who's, you know, a solid guard, going to be, you know, among the top picks uh, in the WNBA draft probably. Um, Mercedes Russell, a really good center. Uh, one of the few in the country that can really kind of hang with Bree Jones down low. So, I mean, that would be a hell of a matchup. Um, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't happen. Um, I don't know who else is on the seven line, but we'll see uh, who they end up with. Yeah, I think if you're going to beat Maryland, well, first off, that's hard. You're not going to really outscore them unless you're, you know, Ohio, State, Ohio State and play with a really, really up-tempo game. I mean, first, I think you have to limit how much Brianna Jones can impact the game. And that's not, like, once she gets the ball and establishes herself in the post, it's almost game over. But you got to make sure that even if you do bring a double team, that you're making sure that you're guarding the perimeter well enough because that's where they get a lot of looks. I mean, Slocum can shoot really well and basically from anywhere, so you're going to have to bring a guard out at her. Walker Kimbrough, obviously, lethal. And then, I mean, Confroy, sometimes I feel like teams just forget that she's there because she's not, she's not like a super good athlete. She's not, you know, driving the basket all, not like a dual threat there. But she, she makes her shots. She makes the good pass. And she's someone I think teams really have to watch out for. She hasn't really gone off in any games this year, but she's someone who kind of, I think, keeps you honest. And some people may not see a reason for her to be on the floor, but she knows what she has to do, and I think she can be a really big factor. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, you know, Walker Kimbrough has, has really come alive um, in the last few weeks. Like, she was kind of quietly having not her best season. I mean, after shooting... I mean, you it's know, so hard to... Yeah, it's she shot 55% from three last year. And, you know, she was down around 40 for a while this year. Got really hot the last few weeks, is now up to 45, which is, is phenomenal. And we should not, like, yeah. kind of just write that off. But, but yeah, definitely it is, uh, you know, the, the version of this team that we saw, certainly against Michigan State, certainly against um, Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament. Um, even some against Purdue, they, they did struggle with some, some with turnovers. Um, Walker Kimbrough wasn't super on in the title yeah, game. Yeah, she kind of cooled off. But but Bree Jones, I mean, you know, I tweeted this after, like, it's insane. She tossed up a 27-12, three assists, five blocks, three steals, in a conference title game. You know, she she's been rising to these moments, and if if Maryland goes on a run. That'll be why. It's almost gotten to the point where, like, I kind of expect her to go, like, 10 for 12 from the <laughs> field and pull down, like, at least 10 rebounds. And, like, I keep having to tell myself that, you know, that, like, that's not normal. Like, mm -hmm. she's shooting, what, 70% from the floor. Right around there, yeah. Like, 19 points, almost 11 rebounds a game. Like, that's not something you see every day. And, I mean, she's on pace to have probably – if Maryland makes a big run, it'll be like the best, at least statistical season in uh, hit Maryland history for uh, a big, like she's yeah, at least closing re in. Rebounding wise, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Lissaton has had some like 2010 seasons, but. Yeah, I think I looked, I think she's 52 away on points and like 37 on boards for number one. So she's closing in. Yep. She might be able to do both of those. I mean, I think, well, well Bree, she didn't have uh, some super high scoring years, but yeah. she, uh, but she, she, yeah, if they make a run, she can knock on the door of 2,000 points. And also, if they make a run, you know, she can really knock on the all-time rebound record. 
um, which like, I, t I talked to her about before the season, and she was like, you know, that would be that would be insane to hold that record. You got a quote out of her? <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing real. She's just like, wow, that would be cool, you know? Yeah. No. Also, I think one thing I'm interested for them and the, for Maryland the tournament is who's going to be that like spark off the bench because it's rotated all year. We've mm -hmm. seen, I mean, Small and Frazier usually come off the bench first, but they're not always the spark. We've seen, you know, Ish have a few good games, Bree Frazier. Kai had a few good games at some point. We've seen Steph Jones. I mean, Sarah Myers played good minutes in the tournament. I think it's a thing where Blair Watson. Like, yeah, Blair as well. Like, there's so much talent that Brenda has that it's it's very hard to, I guess, define roles when you know like how many people you have that can contribute. And the one thing this year, like, I've I've kept wondering, um, you know, yeah, they have so much talent on the bench. And so many players have had good games off the bench. You keep wondering what would happen if, you know, a few of those happened on the same night, you know, and if they actually, you know, really had that bench as that second unit that just, like, could destroy teams. You know, in, you know, a, a second, you know, they have three, I think, All-Americans from high school just just sitting on the bench. And, you know, any of them can go off. And it, it, is, it is really something to see. Yeah, I think it's just, I think when you come off the bench, especially for a team like Maryland, not like the men's team where Turgeon seems to do a pretty good job, like rotating guys and getting them good minutes, it's, I, that's something I've like wanted to ask Brenna Freeze about is just how do you, because she talks about it, you know, it's really important to have players that can come off the bench, you know, give your starters rest when you have you know, especially in conference play where a lot of players' minutes went up. Like, how do they figure out who's going to do it? Because obviously, with all the players you have, like, it's very hard to get in a groove when you have so many players who can do different strengths, like, do well against different teams. It's a very, like, as a coach, I don't know how I would handle having that much potential and talent on the floor. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she said last year when we had this kind of a similar thing with it, like, toward the end of last year, you know, she really shrunk the rotation to, like, seven players a lot of the time. Um, and, yeah, a lot of it's just practice and who, yeah. who shows up in practice. But, you know, obviously practice and the game are different things. So, you know, it, it's tough, and that's why, that's why she's one of the best coaches in the country, and that's why, you know, there's a paycheck. Yeah, it's weird, though, because, like, it's not the same seven every time. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, obviously the five Last year it was, this year is wild. Five yeah, they're just same. rotating. The five stays the same, and you never know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We've, we've kind of shut oh, you out of this. Oh, you guys like know, like, <laughs> you guys have, like, the stats down and everything, so, like, it's totally No, I mean, cool. we, we've, we've just kind of been chilling around with it all year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, any, anything, anything from this that you want to add? Like, I mean, you, you've been kind of following them. Um... I follow them, just not as closely as you guys do. That's, um, that's fine. But, yeah, I don't know. I think they could go far as long as we get the right draw. Mm -hmm. As you said, we have a lot of talent even on the bench. Um, some things I worry about sometimes is that Slocum doesn't really come out of the game ever. So mm -hmm. if she sees, like, a really experienced guard, I wonder how. I mean, she has all season, so, like, I'm not really worried about it. But tur come tournament time, that's going to be a lot on her as a freshman. Mm -hmm. But I think she's ready for it. Yeah, I think these two weeks off are really going to help her because she played the most minutes of anyone on the team and played a lot in conference play, especially mm -hmm. against really good teams. And you kind of saw, like, the legs go out of her a little at the end. But mm -hmm. she recovered, I think, pretty well. 
in the uh, Big Ten Championship. I don't have the stats on me right now. I'm pretty sure she made a few threes. But I think, like, these two weeks are really going to help where, you know, end of the season your legs are tired. I would think they took a few days off of practice. I don't know. I haven't been to the Xfinity Center. But I would say, like, this time off, as much as it could make you rusty, like, it's definitely going to help if they end up, you know, going to Dallas for the Final Four. She, she was three for nine on threes the other night. Yeah, I think it was Michigan State where she, she shot really well. Yeah, I mean, the Michigan State game was, like, a very heavy reliance on the top four. Almost yeah. almost all of the shots total were just Walker Kimbrough, Bree Jones, Slocum, and Kyla Charles. Yeah. Um, you know, and when all four of them are going, you know, they, they like, broke the conference tournament scoring record with that. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think... Slocum, from everything I've seen, really seems to rise to these games, to mm -hmm. these bigger moments. And she um, loves it, too. Oh, she, she loves uh, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I guess no, she'll be fun. She'll be fun. I mean, Thomas, you covered the team last year. So what do you think is, like, obviously last year's team, you know, in the same position. They win the conference tournament, Big Ten regular season champs, even though this year they shared it. But they got bounced early. What do you think is, like, the biggest difference I guess do you see any differences between this year's team and last year's team anything that I guess help them well, move me, farther that they for didn't me, have the real difference was you know having Slocum as a a bona fide you know third option um, behind Walker Kimbrough and Jones last year they had kind of this combo of Chloe Pavlik would start and would be a pretty good facilitator decent defender and Brene Mosley would be you know, kind of a scorer off the bench. Um, Destiny Slocum is kind of like just a, just a great all-around player and does all of that herself. Um, and, you know, that's that, that's really been kind of the biggest difference between this year and last. Uh, you know, Kyla Charles up front's been solid as well. But I, I think, you know, Slocum, th this whole year uh, I've thought that that was really the biggest difference. I think that's the thing. The thing that surprised me the most about Slocum is that she's kind of filled this leadership role that's not that Maryland doesn't have, but it's a different type of leader where, like, you know, Jones and Walker Kimbrough, they're very much lead by example, kind of quiet people, at least on the court, where you'll see Destiny, like, call out stuff during a game and really try to be vocal and really plays with a lot of energy. The thing that always sticks to me is she's very, like, it's almost like a busy bee thing where she always has her hands moving on defense and always brings, like, a lot of passion to the court. And it's not that Brie and Shatori don't do that. It's just a different way of mm -hmm. showing how much you like the game and, I guess, f bringing, like, firing your teammates up and things like that. I think that's also because she's a freshman, so she's, like, happy to be there. You're yeah. one of the best teams in the country. You're playing well. Yeah, I mean, the Baltimore Sun wrote this thing about Destiny, about, like, you know, how she had to – take kind of a leadership role in her family because of some stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I heard that too. And, you know, just because of that, and she's been, you know, this... And she she was... she She's from Idaho. You know, she went to just a regular old school in tiny Idaho and was this national prospect. And so, you know, people like that don't come around very often. No. Destiny's, you know, quite something. She, she basically, like, is a second coach, which, you know, for a freshman to be that is, is insane. Yeah, here's the interesting wrinkle. I think um, Charlie Cream in the recent bracket. Do we have it open? I don't here? have it open. But the last time I checked, it was a um, 
Maryland was the two and Washington was the three. And oh, besides yeah. the uh, the rematch implications from last year, Destiny Slocum actually committed to originally committed to Washington, well, but then visited Maryland, even though from what I read, it sounds like she was a bit reluctant to do so because of how far away it was. Mm -hmm. And now that could be not just a potential rematch from last year, but I don't know, maybe some motivation for Slocum. Yeah, it'll be an interesting wrinkle. Yeah. Don't know if it's the uh, same coach that recruited her because the coach who was at Washington a few years ago is now at Ohio State. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, the current coach who's okay. been, you know, because he was hired right when, uh, like, Kelsey Plum talked about this a while ago. She, you know, she originally was recruited by McGuff, yeah. now at Ohio State, um, but kind of officially committed, you know, still when when she knew she, like, likes Mike Neighbors and wanted to play for him, too. So it was that almost certainly Neighbors that, that recruited Slocum. Okay, I just I wasn't sure about the timeline. I, I am kind of curious, though, like, um, you know, I'll ask Destiny about it if I have to. Like, how, how close is she with, like, Plum and Osahor and those folks? Because that's a fun bunch. I mean, could you imagine just press conferences with those three, even? Just I mean, I haven't really, like, I've seen one interview with Plum, but Slocum has been pretty good in press conferences. A lot of the other freshmen are kind of nervous and don't really know what to say, but Slocum is just so confident and seems to really own the moment and know, you know, where she is and how to give good perspective. And I guess, I mean, I haven't heard Osor talk, but I've heard one interview with Plum, and I feel like they'd be pretty good. I mean, pretty knowledgeable. I mean, you have one player, at least in Maryland, who now is the freshman record and assists in threes, and then Plum, who's the all-time leading Division One scorer. So certainly some, certainly some perspective, and Slocum is someone who's heading up that ladder, at least, mm -hmm. in Maryland. All right, I think that, that just about wraps it up. I and mean, we, we filled, you know, a solid 20 minutes talking about women's basketball. It'll be fun. Um, we'll have a lot of stuff, obviously, on our site. Yep. Um, and that wraps it up for this segment. Uh, we still got 20 more minutes here uh, on this on the show. This is all, obviously all for WMUC Sports, uh, trying to just send, send their reporters and broadcasters uh, across the country. Um, you can go to launch.umd.edu to donate. Um, it's obviously a very good cause. They're friends of ours. It's really cool stuff. Um, a lot of opportunities there. Definitely. A lot of ways to get your uh, start here off the ground. Yep. And that, that wraps it up for this segment. Uh, we will toss it back to Lamar. All right. So we're also going to bring Mike back on. Uh, once again, I want to thank Justin for coming on for the day. Uh, and once again, I'm going to just plug WMC Sports. Go on and donate. Uh, so, bring on Mike and TK for the last 10 uh, before TK has to go to class. Yeah, fun stuff. We back. <laughs> uh, but Mike, we had to bump your stuff down a little bit, but... Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the MVP race, NBA. What you got? What's there to talk about? I mean, it's Russ or bust. I. Well, you know, no Kawhi for you? No, no Kawhi. No Harden? I mean, I, I'm, I'm very biased, but no. Um, <laughs> I, I would. 
I've had Harden this whole time. Yeah, I, I think Harden's up there. I think Kawhi was a product of Russ and Harden doing ridiculous things night in, night out, and it's becoming kind of regular and repetitive and old, and it's incredible, but because we've been seeing it all year, it's like, all right, we need to throw someone else in there. Uh that and Kawhi's on the best team, and he's leading right. that team. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. But it, the thing is that they also have Lamarcus Aldridge, Pau Gasol, Tony Parker. That's true, but uh, and it it has been very. If it's not Kawhi, it's James Harden for me. Uh, as impressive as a triple double is, and it, it, it is impressive. Uh, is uh, uh, that team's not mm-hmm. going to do as well as Harden? He has that team clicking on all levels, and that. Everyone shoot a three as soon as I give you the ball offense with D'Antoni in Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. He has them up to the three seed after they were looking, not looking too good after last season. And then losing Kawhi, Kawhi completely took over that Spurs mm-hmm. team and is their undoubted number one option. And against other MVP candidates like that game he, uh, against Harden the other day, he is looking like a like an MVP player. What about against Russ last night? How do you do? Not well. Really? Not that well. I don't have the exact numbers. Um, but I think OKC is like two games back from the four seed. Would that change it at all if they jumped up for that? I mean, that makes it uh, – that that just right. intensifies the fact that it's a neck-and-neck neck race. Uh, but if, if OKC is a four seed going into the playoffs, I think you got to give it to Russ for the triple-double. Probably. I mean, uh, Ru- like Bill Simmons wrote this big thing about like <coughs> – about what Russ is doing, um, and how like how much he's basically hogging the ball, like you know his his usage rate, his assist rate, like all that stuff is like among the highest in NBA history, all of it, um, and it's it's amazing that basically just playing one on five offense almost is is doing so well. Um, we, we've been talking about this for a while. We haven't even mentioned LeBron James, who is, you know, who's made six straight NBA Finals doing this. I mean, we, we just kind of take him for granted, and yeah. it is a shame. And it happens every year, and yeah. the fact that he does have, oh, my goodness, the Celtics are only a, uh, one win back in the column uh, for the East. There are three losses behind, so they, they round out to about two games back uh, in that second spot. And then the Wizards right behind that. Um, and then the Raptors right behind that. Yeah, but the yeah, Raptors, the Raptors are falling. Lowry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how much they can kind of hold on. But, yeah, uh, LeBron is so dominant every year. It's, we've kind of, like, grown up with yeah. him. So at this point, it's like, oh, yeah, LeBron's just being LeBron. That's, like, yeah. all we know at this point. Um, but – what he's been able to do at such a consistent yeah. level for so long is absolutely impressive, and he just joined the thirty thousand point club. Yeah, did he? No, that Wait, was Derek. Yeah, that, that was Derek. I was Sorry. gonna say if LeBron did that. Oh yeah, yeah no, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean Dirk took yeah like seventeen years to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, averaging two thousand points a season would be like twenty five a game. Like yeah. LeBron, he's he's up there. I haven't I haven't checked it, but you know. He's kind of up there. The thing with Dirk was that he did it all with one team. Um, he's only the third dude to do that, along with Karl Malone and uh, Kobe. Um, also, one of my favorite things is that a lot of people have just kind of decided to throw Isaiah Thomas into this race. And no. 
I, I, I don't people I, have. I, I, I've heard that uh, narrative recently too, and I, yeah. I don't accept it. Um, as impressive as the Celtics team has been and as impressive as Isaiah Thomas has personally been, um, especially in the fourth corner, uh, you hear he's leading the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. Oh. <laughs> That's just, clutch. Just what Kawhi, Russ, and Harden have been able to do, and LeBron um, this season, I don't. Mm-hmm. As good as the Celtics have been, I just don't think Isaiah yeah. Thomas is really in that conversation. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's a well, he's a solid fifth option. Yeah, I mean, and also John Wall, I yeah. would I would throw in right there with kind of Isaiah. Yeah, I, I. It's been nice to see you know the Wizards obviously turn this around and John Wall get some kind of recognition for everything. Um, oh, we've got we've got Big Ten tournament up on our. On our over here now. On our resident okay. TV right here. Yeah, resident smartphone TV. Yeah. Um, Michigan and Purdue tied actually at a close one. Uh, Michigan does not appear to be wearing practice jerseys today. Um, <laughs> wow, Michigan can knock off Purdue. There's, there's, that's a mic drop on the tournament talk. Yeah, yeah, that would be, that would be quite something. It would be a mic drop kind of on the Big Ten season. Just be like, yeah, yeah, no, everyone, everyone beats everyone. Hell of a, hell yeah, of a season. we're like the ACC, just a couple notches lower. I think the Pac-12 had a year a while ago. There was like this, this like clock, like this team beat this team, this team beat this team, and then it went all the way around. Like I'm, I remember that. I think I think this year someone completed it for all of Division One. <laughs> like it obviously had to wait until Gonzaga mm. lost to BYU, but I'm pretty yeah. sure someone had it for like all. You know. Yeah. No, I, mean, I imagine this, this has been another one of those years where there hasn't been like a clear number one team. Um, you know, a lot of the sort of top draft picks are freshmen, and a lot of the National Player of the Year candidates are, like, kind of veterans who haven't been in the conversation before. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kansas just dropped a TCU yesterday. Yeah. You know, they didn't have Josh Jackson, but you can't be relying, like, especially mm-hmm. when Frank Mason's the potential player of the year. There's yeah. not really an excuse for that. It's been a hell of a thing to see him turn into that. Like, he was supposed yeah. to go to Towson. I mean, I feel like that narrative – is over because it's mentioned almost every time I watch Kansas. But people mention that Frank Mason was going to go to Towson and Devontae Graham was going to go to Appalachian State, and instead they're at Kansas. Like every every time I watch them, you know they mention it. it honestly, I think that's that's totally warranted. That's that's so insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is actually kind of wild. To because I at first I tried to like rationalize. It's like, I mean. Everyone like almost goes to some school, but like nah, they almost go to Towson and play basketball in App State, and then end up like yeah. a national player in the national player of the year discussion playing Graham's for Kansas. Thing. Graham instead of going to App State went to like some JUCO and then transferred after one year. I don't remember what exactly happened with Mason. Um, normally, when something falls through with a mid-major, it's because they decided not to offer you. Like that's that's what happened to my friend who uh, was going to go to Bucknell, hmm. and. That fell through. He now goes. Uh, he plays in D three. I thought you were gonna say he plays at Kansas now. No, <laughs> no, man. My friend is from Kansas. Yeah. It'll be yeah. a hell of a thing. Yeah. But uh, but now Bucknell's dancing, and I I was looking at him like, damn, he could have been playing there. That would have been really cool. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these kind of weird stories and. Also, uh, I will I will give you uh, a cautionary tale for like seeing your friends uh, in those situations. Um, so I uh, my junior year I went to Pilates. We uh. We had a, two players uh, on that team that are currently uh, playing D1 right now. Uh, Tariq Owens is uh, a power forward at St. John's, and 
Uh, Marquise Reed is a guard down at Clemson who actually plays a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked at how they did in their conference tournaments yesterday. <laughs> uh, St. John's got blown out by Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marquise did good against uh, Duke, Duke on uh, yeah. Thursday or Wednesday or whatever, mm-hmm. but still, that's the L. <laughs> um, one of my high school like kind of acquaintances, his brother is now the kicker at Ohio State. And, you know, th- that kicker who got death threats. Oh, no. Oh, that kicker who got death threats after missing, yeah, the field goals in the bowl game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy lives on my street. <laughs> wow. That's... I'm not going to tell you anyone where that is because yeah. Yeah. that's now apparently a, you know, protected information. Yeah, just, just in case any any uh, threateners listening. Yeah. And another, like, that guy didn't even play high school football. Like, that guy, Tyler Durbin, was a soccer player. He went to JMU for soccer. And then, like, I don't know, he wasn't playing too much or whatever. Kind of stopped really enjoying it. And then he decided to try football. And within a year was the starter at Ohio State. Yeah, I think they're – it might not have been their, their last one before that, but a couple of years ago, um, I'm from Severna Park. There was a soccer player from Severna Park who I think made it all the way up to, like, D.C. United, D.C. United's, you know, basically D-League team or something like that. But he mm-hmm. wasn't really playing, so he decided to go kick at Ohio State, and he <laughs> got the job. It's – I yeah. guess – Urban Meyer knows knows what he's looking for. Yeah, soccer players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, six, six four tight ends and soccer players. Someone's got to kick the ball. Kickers yeah. are people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, James Madison, I mean they won the D one double A championship. Um, I heard that their coach with kickers, what he does in preseason is he just straight belittles them for oh, a month. He will like just trash talk them to their core. And the thought of it is, you know, if you can kick under pressure when you're, you know, not feeling great about yourself, then you can do it in a game. And Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you see a lot of coaches do a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Seems That's like It seems like Maryland has a bunch of, like, decent people as coaches, but. Yeah, that's an interesting topic, uh, interesting idea. Um, I don't know how I feel. Like, in one situation, in one sense, like, yes, if I can, like, knock one in from 40 while my coach is calling me a little piece of, like, crap for the entire practice, I'll probably be good during the game. But at the same time, I don't know how I feel about my coach calling me a piece of crap the entire yeah, practice yeah, as I'm trying to kick. It's yeah. questionable. It's like, uh, what was it, Kwame Brown, his first year on the Wizards or whatever. This is an 18-year-old. As Lamar erupts in laughter yeah, just the mention of the name. And Michael Jordan was just Cause yelling I knew this is at where him this is going. for like 30 to 40 minutes. Like, you're an 18-year-old basketball player, yeah. and you have the greatest, the, liter, the literal goat mm-hmm. for basketball just yelling at you. I think what, Kwame Brown was just in tears or whatever. I can't imagine. I mean, MJ did make Muggsy Bogues stop shooting for a true, while. True. He broke his jumper. Yeah, he did. MJ is uh, he's something. Hey, the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. They made T-shirts. I saw. They they, they the capitalized off of that. Yeah, they're they're, they're taking advantage of that. Oh, yeah. Hell of a thing. Well, um. I actually have a class at 2 o'clock just outside of Stamp, so this is it for me. Um, This has been a blast to do. Um, All obviously in the name of Good Cause, uh, sending WMUC sports um, broadcasters around the country. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We still got 10 more minutes of Lamar, so Lamar, take it away. Yep. Hey, Doc, come, come back.
Uh, so we have the remnants of the Robbie Lamar show for these last 10 minutes. Yeah. What's left? Thanks, TK. Uh, have fun in class. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> oh, actually, my sweatshirt's still. Oh, yeah, yours under my. There we go. 30 degrees and snowing, and all he brought was a sweatshirt? All right. It's actually not snowing anymore. So yeah, it wasn't snowing out when I hopped in the lift. Well, it was on my way here. Not too bad. It's a snowflake snap slapped me in the eye. I, I wish you guys could have saw that. She had the whole hand on hip, uh, slight neck roll, the full <laughs> the full motion going on. Because how are they going to tell me it wasn't <laughs> snowing when I was out all morning? It was, it was straight hailing. <laughs> it was hailing, and then it turned into snow. <laughs> all right. So, guys, we got 10 minutes. Um, What's left? Final thoughts. Final, final thoughts. thoughts. Um What's the funniest thing you guys saw on the internet this week? Oh, um, it was my funny story. Um, in South Carolina, there's this alligator, and because of something in the water, it's turned orange. So the alligator? Yes, orange? the alligator. So the, um, the residents in the neighborhood, because it's like in this little pond or whatever, they have named it the Trumpagator. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, real quick, Michigan has the ball down two with ten seconds left. Up, oh, uh, Michigan drives and that's a bucket. A yep, four seconds left. Oh, they oh, stole, they stole the it. Out. Oh, timeout. Oh man. Oh wow. That was crazy. That would have been insane. I missed it looking up the orange alligator. Michigan stole the inbound, the subsequent inbound after the bucket. Purdue but does Purdue not seems know what to have do. called timeout. That's insane. So, uh, honestly, we might give you guys some of this broadcast for the next seven minutes. Yeah. Um, Is that Zach Urban? Was that? I think, I think so. And then Walton stole I have a the question. layup. We have two laptops sitting right here, yet we're watching it on a. Hey, this is the future, Aliyah. Oh, wow. No, that's even worse. They stopped the. They didn't get that still because they stopped it for an official review for the time. So they they're what? gonna lose that time. They're gonna lose that still for an official review. For the time? Oh my lord. I think so. <laughs> if so, re re referees need to calm down a bit, man. Thoughts on the last two can, on the can, can they do that? Can they just stop it? Oh no! I think it's oh Painter called timeout. Yeah, Painter. But yeah, Painter called timeout. So it, they're trying I to see. I thought when. like coaches can't call timeout anymore. Did they change that back this year? Because uh, last I, year it was coaches can't call timeout. The players had to do it. They uh, might have changed it back this year because there was no reason for that. They might. Exist, yeah, but they might have. Uh, they put it's 4.2 seconds left, so they gave him 0.8 back. And it, I guess Purdue has the ball. That would have just been incredible, though. Yeah. That, that was Sun Celtics the other day. A repeat. Uh, Broke my heart. For five minutes, uh, we're here live on WMUC Sports. We are here live. Uh, once again, we, we're uh, part of this marathon. It's a 24-hour marathon on WMUC Sports to raise money to send its broadcasters around the country uh, to follow the non-revenue sports and really give them that experience. Uh, so go to www.launch.umd.edu. Uh, feel free to donate. It will really help uh, these student broadcasters. Uh, but we're back at the game. And it looks like another timeout has been taken. Uh, so instead, we're back. This is basketball. This is basketball. So Where the last minute takes a half hour. We're back on final <laughs> thoughts.
Uh, so Tom Zilla this week wrote that no one deserves the Rookie of the Year, and B broke it, is, is like hurt again. Yeah. Um, Dario Sarri is like the next next most impressive, and it's just been like a pretty unimpressive crop of rookies. Do you guys agree, or who is your Rookie of the Year? I don't even know. I don't have one, so I guess I'd agree. <sighs> I, I, I guess. I can't tell Malcolm you anyone Brogdon. who really stands out. Yeah, Brockton's been the most consistent, and he's yeah. in, like, if we're going to say who's been the rookie of the year, it's, it, it's, at this point it's going to come down between Sark and Bro, uh, Brogdon. You can't give it to Embiid after One, he only games. played, yeah, he only played like 31 games. and well, What he did was absolutely impressive, but 31 games. He's also not a rookie. He's, he's uh, yeah. not a rookie. Yeah, I agree with that as well. He's got two years of NBA-style coaching. NBA style training and NBA style health medical. I would. I, know, did, I didn't agree with it when they gave Blake Griffin the Rookie of the Year award over John Wall that year, and I don't agree. I wouldn't agree with it if Embiid got the Rookie of the Year. Even well, if he did that for a whole season, I guess like by result, you got to give it to him. But oh, it's over. Oh, uh, no, it's Michigan overtime. It. OT. Um, um. So we'll just close up. Uh, we have three more minutes, but yeah. Rookie of the year. Uh, did you see the thing that Embiid is the longest tenured 76er? <laughs> He's the person on their roster who's been with the team the longest, which makes me ask, this would have to be the first time, hypothetically, if you want it, that the rookie of the year would be a team's longest tenured player, right? Yeah. That's yeah, just, there's yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, no, that's not fair. That's absolutely insane. Um. But yeah, um, it's been a great show, Mike. Any any final thoughts? Uh, you know, just uh, Warriors blew it through one week. Go Terps. Um, so yeah, uh, going into you. going into the tournament this weekend for us, what do you guys think is important? Winning basketball games. Don't. <laughs> Scoring more than the other team does. Don't let Melo do too much. Um, I need the other team. I need the rest of the team to show up. Um, everybody come out for Selection Monday for the women's team, RSVP, get a spot. Are they doing it at the arena? Mm-hmm. What? Where? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. RSVP. What time Monday? Honestly, I don't know. Selection so show's probably at 6. I was gonna, yeah, I don't know what time the show is. Let Maybe. me know. I Maybe might, well, I might have to test the times. We might have to cover it. Actually, we probably do have to cover it. There you go. Let's see. Um... But yeah, uh, we're going. This is our, our last two minutes. Six fifteen. So, uh, come out, celebrate with the Terps on Monday yeah. at Xfinity Center. RSVP to get your slot. Uh, yeah. It's going to be Selection Monday at six fifteen in Xfinity. ESPN uh, will be there. As both teams raise their Big Ten championship trophies. ESPN will be there. Uh, both. both guys. Both. Both teams both. will win. We're getting past Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not getting past Indiana. Ooh. How about that? Ooh. How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> All right. That with a hot take. So we're out of here. Uh, once again, this has been two hours of the Testillo Times. Um, I'm Lamar Johnson for t- uh, Thomas Kinzoria. Uh, we're also here with Mike Flynn and Aaliyah Wilson. Yep. yep. Uh, it's we've been, a been great here. Half hour that I've been able to do this. <laughs> we're here on WMUC Sports for their 24-hour marathon yep. to raise money. You can catch me um, live walking around campus. Any day of the week. Catch day. me outside. Yep. How about that? Text me for some hot takes. Um, 
Hit me up on AIM. Yeah. AIM? Yep. Feel MySpace? Free to, AOL. Feel, feel free to email me any concerns you have. Hit me and Mike Pence up on AOL. Follow me on the book face. Um, and then friend me on Twitter. The book of faces. Yeah. Um, definitely. Definitely do that. Um, but we're out of here. Uh, drop your ad names to sign off. Um, actually, forget that. At underscore Alimas. I'm underscore Lamar. And Flinsanity12, baby. It's only one R, though, everybody. Only one R. R. All right, we're out of here, guys. Thank you for your time. And we will pass this off to the next guys.